Hey everybody, welcome into episode three of the Fused Relativity Podcast. Uh, Chris here. We got John. How's it going? Not too bad. And Kirk, how you doing? I'm doing so good. I'm going to go, hey, Macarena. That's how good I'm doing. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> well, Macarena for you. Kirk, uh, I'm hoping that you have a new screen name before next week's episode, because you did say episode four, you would have a new screen name. So I would start thinking of one. I will. T you know what? That'll be the big cliffhanger. That'll be, you know what? Right now, there's 50 million people calling and flooding the phone lines and uh, wanting to know what my it's going to be. So th that'll be the good hook. So you got to wait. It's like who shot Jr. If you can remember that. Huh. Holy cow! Is that a shirt? That's a that's a, look at that. We got yeah, merch. This, yeah, this is the. Uh, I'm excited to show you guys. This is the new shirt design I'm working on with our logo. I figured I'd pop it up there and see what you guys thought. And it's gone. Apparently, John did not think much of it, and he just took took it down. Come on, John, put it back. Put, oh. And as long as it's not scratch and sniff, I'm for it. Cause, uh, and if you, if you wear it, don't send it to a audience member. Cause it's not going to go well for him. Send, you got to send him a fresh one. That wasn't pre-soiled by Chris. Hey, there's the shirt. There okay. What's your guys' thoughts on this guy? Well, I like it, but you know, I'm the one that designed it. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying you're a little biased, is what you're saying. A little bit. <laughs> well, I think for a first run, it went pretty well. And uh, I think that I'm going to go ahead and get you guys one and send them out. That way we can start wearing our own merch. Everybody's dream. Yeah. Exactly. Especially you nowadays. Gotta, you could be the first in your neighborhood to walk around, well, be quarantined wearing one of these. Yes. That's, one that's... of these used relativity shirts but it is pretty sweet that it is so i want to start off i got to tell you guys this story so this dude uh was trying to peek into an old set of magic the gathering trading cards do you guys remember that game well i should you got me into it i've got like six thousand cards sitting in a box right next to me Sort of Dungeon and Dragon. There's like a fate. There's a there's a strategy or something. There's a story behind it, right? Yeah, it's a monster card game strategy. Anyway, so this guy's like trying to peek into this old pack of cards to fig like see what was in there, just to see if there was anything worth trying to sell. And he accidentally opens the deck and finds a Black Lotus card, which was one of the biggest, baddest cards. It's the rarest and it's the most popular one to find. So he finds this card and finds out the thing's worth like $10,000 to someone who's willing to pay for it. Well, you're, you left out that the pack itself was 8000 I want to say. Oh, I didn't see that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, I think it was a beta pack. I, I'm trying to remember from last week, but... It was a beta pack, and uh, I think it cost him $8,000 to buy, and then 
the card itself is worth at least 10 but could be upwards of like you know 50 depending on the the grading it gets run into is i can't imagine that there's some idiot out there that actually would pay that much money for a stupid card no offense you know no. what I mean? Like, you, the market say, this is worth blah, blah, blah. Good luck finding someone to buy that. I mean, well, and that's the thing is there's people that pay that all the time. And yeah, and so then I come to find out that Pokemon has actually come back in fury and people are snatching up Pokemon cards for a decent amount of money. I'm seeing all the way up to $500. And so I kind of figured. We got to get some of these booster packs and see if we can find a $500 card, which would help us get Kirk a 3D printer. So me, Kirk, and John all have booster packs that we're going to open up real quick. In and, uh, fairness, in I've been collecting back into the cards for a while now. So I have just a few more cards than they do, or packs than they do. Oh, I went yeah, to the wrong one. But me and Kirk are, we're just going to take a crack at one just to see uh, what we can pull out of here. And I think I remember this game enough to know. I don't know about you, Kirk, if you ever played it. No, I never did. This is this is all fresh. This is all new to me. Well, don't eat the cards. Uh, just let us know which ones you get. All right. It looks like I have the, this. This one looks like a hairball. It's a hairball swinging on a vine, called the Meowth. So, <laughs> so it's a cat. It's a, seems like a cat hairball. Is what I got here. Which can't. It's I don't know. That's fifty points right there. <laughs> fifty points for the cat hairball. I got a. I got a. Looks like a sinister cup of tea. Uh, it's purple liquid inside a teacup. That's a pretty unscary monster. Give a scary tea. Is it uh, if it's Mister Mister Green Tea? Uh, he's uh, he he pities the antioxidants, fool. <laughs> Isn't even clever. I got a wimp pod. Literally a wimp. A wimp. Yeah, a wimp. That's the worst <laughs> monster ever. I think they're just insulting you. It's like, you know, you got a fortune cookie which just says like, yeah, you're, <laughs> you suck. It's like, that's, not a, that's not a fortune at all. Oh, I got a sassy, I got a sassy alligator dragon looking thing. Uh-oh, look at that guy. He's he's into bondage. He's got like, uh, uh, he's got like uh, raccoon eyes and he's got, looks like black leather wrapped around his belly and his tail. Uh Crocororoke or something. So, S and M alligator. What do I got, guys? I don't know. <laughs> that, that's his a... bite. His bite is a twenty. Whatever that means. <laughs> does that does that help? He bites twenty. I got a uh, holographic one. It looks like a hippopotamus, which I'm assuming is a hippopotamus. No, that's the doctor's oath where they do no wrong. That's what that means. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Uh-oh, bee drill. Oh, bee drill. I got a robotic bee who doesn't... Uh... <laughs> He's got a sharp sting of 120. Ooh, <laughs> 120. 
120, one stinger. That's going to be, ooh, I'm going to, I'll be able to play uh, Yahtzee with this. Somehow I'm going to be, uh, I've got you know, I'm going to play 52-card pickup with these. I've got to take 120 Benadryl after I get stung by this guy. Yeah, he's, <laughs> if you're allergic to bee drill, this is going to be a lot more effective against your opponent. If you're, he's not allergic to bees, he's not that effective. It looks like I got I got a whole lot of very weak monsters, and uh, now I'm happy I only bought one pack. Hey, I've got kids I play with, so we split up <laughs> well, the cards. Yeah, you you definitely have a bigger stack of cards there. For Just sure. a little bit. Kirk, did do you, you know? Did you, well, do you know holographics? I need holographics. I got one. He looks extra silvery and shiny, and is is uh, it looks like me tang, which yeah. sounds dirty. His metal You're... claw is thirty, and his magnetic blast is sixty. So that's good. All right. Oh, so for, and I'm just gonna kind of do this in the background while they are. Um... We continue on, but I will, since I actually have a webcam set up, I will go through mine. Um, so what's the next topic, Chris? I think for the first, we're going to switch things up again this week. Uh, and I'm going to let you go ahead and start the show with your uh, SpaceX Starship stories. Let's see what you got this week. So... Um... So for uh, the news that I've heard is that uh, SpaceX is currently getting ready to uh, launch or not launch. They're finishing up the heavy booster um, and let me let me get it set up so that we can. There we go. I can switch here real quick. Oh, I don't want that still on. There we go. Um, so this is the heavy booster for the audio listeners. Um, sorry. Uh, it is the main booster that is going to take a, um, the Starship into orbit. <laughs> and uh, so it is being finished. The big news that coming out of uh, from Musk, if I got the information correctly, was that... Uh, uh, I'm going to switch back here too, is that they are planning to um, launch in July. They want to do an orbital launch in July, which means that they have to get that finished, get their launch pad built, um, because the uh, right now they do not have the the um oh the the pad that can support the starship heavy booster and the starship all at once Thoughts? so they're just work they're just working on building the pad for it yes so the pad is currently under construction um from one of the live streams i watched it was uh being they're getting the foundations in and 
from what it looks like, it's going to be a massive tower that uh, they're able to drive the booster to the site, put the booster on the pad, and then the, the tower itself is going to be the crane to... Um, Oh, funny enough, I got a B drill too. Uh, it's gonna be the uh, gonna be the crane to put the starship on top of the booster because the uh, uh, booster is too tall. So you're saying it's a quite a large pad. So it, it might you could call it a, a maxi pad. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just uh, it's very absorbent too. <laughs> so. Uh... What is the ultimate orbital um, goal of this shoot? So the first one, the one that they're building now, the one that was in the picture, is going to be the cryo test, see how it's built, or the practice, pretty much. They'll do a bunch of ground stuff with it, um, and then they're going to start working on the second one, which is theoretically going to be the one that hops, uh, or you know, flies a certain height and then comes back down and lands. And then the uh, the third one is the one that they want to take to orbit. So the third one, oh, go ahead, Kirk. Well, these are all I, one of the one of the main perks I've heard is these are these are reusable, and because I've heard uh, of late, one of the the problems they're running into is the problem of space junk. So this will not be putting more space junk in there because they'll actually be reusing these rockets. That's that's one of the benefits, right? Yeah, these these are a hundred percent, or they're supposed to be a hundred percent reusable, but they're still just the the test bed or the the testing uh, that uh, SpaceX is doing. So these, as you've seen recent or the last three attempts they've had at flying them, you know, don't end well. But it's not like they um, aren't being recycled. They know it's stainless steel so it can be melted down and reused again uh and essentially they're all they're all remote controlled essentially because no one's actually in that in the test okay yeah absolutely they are all remote controlled oh Uh, my god that's a mickey mantle rookie you (laughs) (laughs) so my next question is is this heavy um is this the one that's going to be the center point for going to Mars? Um, that's a good I, I mean, the heavy is what's going to take people to Mars. That's that's the goal, is that the heavy is has enough fuel to get a, enough cargo into lower Earth orbit where it can be refueled so that it can uh, make the uh, transition to, or, you know, make the transition to space. And, uh, although well, if they're going to be refueling, they're going to need to, a, a piss break as well. And some snacks, it's just <laughs> going to be, it's going to be a QT circle, whatever the equivalent, it's going to be a, ga- a convenience store essentially is what they're going to be setting up. Well, my and... next... <clears throat> go ahead, Chris. I was going to say my other question for you was going to be, I was thinking about it this week. And one of the problems that we have as far as like, what I can tell for getting to Mars is the fact that it's so far away. You don't have the ability to get back. I wonder what the possibility would be of 
putting a large storage tank of, you know, like liquid methane or liquid oxygen into space, and why not just have it let it sit there? Well, and see, that's that's part of the uh, the goal of the heavy or the starship is that um, because it's reusable, um, the thought process is you launch one or you launch the one that's going to go to Mars into space. Then immediately right after, and potentially even with the same booster that just took the one that went up to space, you um, refill it full of fuel, put a new starship on top, and then you send that immediately back up into space with just fuel. And then you fuel the starship that's waiting in orbit, and then you... Um, yeah, you fuel the starship that's waiting in orbit, and then that goes off to Mars. And then once you're we, on... When you're talking about fueling, when you're talking about you're putting fuel, you're not talking about the 90s band. No. Kind of the... <laughs> okay, good. The, the, the type okay. of fuel Chris is uh, very well at making. Oh, okay. Because that's, that's the thing, is SpaceX, or the starship itself, is using um, methane. So it doesn't need... You know, like, well, most of the rockets use uh, kerosene or RP-1 um, or something to that effect. And, uh, yeah, so by making or using methane, you can potentially just need the one refuel. And if you have a refueling station on Mars, once you get to Mars, you um, refuel on Mars and then just take back off. Uh, and that's, and a lot of this is just getting into speculation because we don't know exactly what the plan is going to be, is if they are going to um, be able to do this, uh, how well the refueling is going to work. They may just be sending um, one-way trips to... Uh, just Mars and back, and so you're, well, not, you're just, not going for anyplace else. Well, and that's the thing is, if it's just a one-way trip, because um, that's also a potential, that's something that's been discussed, is that uh, because these are giant stainless steel tubes, once you get to Mars, what better way to start making uh, the base at, out of rather than, you know, the giant stainless steel tube that you just landed with? So you think that one of the... Uh, they would... A spaceship would go to Mars and then they would convert the spaceship into usable material to then make like a, a, a fort of a of, of sort? Essentially, yeah. Um, because, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing is, or that's the other thing. When they first started doing this, um, the whole thought was you get to Mars, you land, you refuel, you'll come back. Uh, but that was with their carbon fiber hybrid or carbon fiber. Um, I can't even, I know it was mostly carbon fiber, but their first design was very expensive to produce. So you don't want to leave something that's really expensive just sitting on uh, Mars without. Um, well, sure, the vandals, the van, they're going to well, come rob the convenience store. And working with carbon fiber, I don't know if you have any or 
know of the difficulties with it, but it's it's not an easy material to work with. Um, whereas with the steel, I mean, it's steel. You, a cutting torch and a, a welder, and you can reshape it to be whatever you need it to be. So I'm curious with the new, you know, them getting ready to launch this heavy rocket and then the starship what are you seeing as far as timelines like how far do you think we are from actually kicking this thing off so i mean there's a big joke on the internet about musk or elon musk time and you know a lot of people said that oh his goal of getting a suborbital flight or orbital flight um by july is ridiculous uh who knows i mean it realistically if they get i i think it will fly suborbital this year and if that's the case then it's you know a year away from being a reliably used rocket in theory because it's it's essentially just a very large version of the rocket they already use i mean sure there's a few kinks in here and there to uh work out but for the most part it's um yeah, they already know what they're doing. A lot of the stuff they're doing is just reused from the Falcon. So it it just depends. Um, I can see him trying to get something to Mars by um, 2024, if I had to guess. Probably won't be anything substantial, but I could see him trying to get a Starship to Mars by 2024. When I saw a thing about the uh, that they're planning on being back on the moon fairly soon, and I'm pretty excited about that as well because I've been watching the Perseverance and seeing all the stuff that the Perseverance is sending back from Mars, and I have to imagine <clears throat> once we get back to the moon, that information is going to be even better, and I'm kind of excited to see how that comes back to us well and yeah that's that's just it it's things keep changing because their original goal was to get someone to mars or nasa's original goal was to get someone to mars then they decided to change it up and do the moon with the lunar gateway to support mars missions and um i mean honestly yeah a lunar base would be the ideal starting point because then you have a midway between not not exactly midway but you have some place that's um outside of earth's atmosphere that's um a lot easier to potentially get to mars from and has the potential of having a refueling facility and all the necessities you need to support a long duration miss mission like going to mars because even at the shortest, I think it's six months to get to Mars from Earth. So with, with Mars being the red planet, is the, do you believe in the theory that it's communist? Huh. No. I don't. You don't believe it? All right. Um, well, hopefully, uh, I don't know how long it takes. Do you know how long it takes to get to the moon? Uh, I'm almost positive it's like 
it's under a day two shakes of a lamb's tail because the uh oh i say it's under a day about three days well that's not very long at all then but that's without i'm assuming that's just with um conventional rockets or ships and um things of that nature now if the starship was able to get to low earth orbit and then get to um get refueled it could get to the moon in potentially like less than a day i'm guessing Pretty quick yeah yeah because it has that's the biggest thing is when you're in space you don't want to use a ton of fuel to get to where you're going because you have to use fuel to turn around and get back and then you have to uh, to slow down and then you have to use fuel to get back. If you have a ship that's just full of fuel or you know somewhat full of fuel, you can turn on the engines and go a whole lot faster to where you're going because you're not so worried about having to turn around and slow yourself down once you get there because you you have the fuel and if there's uh refueling on mars then it's even less of an importance and you can go even faster there and turn around and slow down even more aggressive kind of amazing to think that you know something like the show the jetsons or futurama those types of cartoon shows that we grew up on that could actually be a thing at some point well, probably not in our lives, but. Well, a robot maid is pretty close to, Ro I mean, it's a, a Roomba. It's, I mean, Rosie, Rosie the maid, Roomba. It's <laughs> it's close. It's getting there. It's not, there's no voice. There's no voice active. But I don't want my Roomba to be talking to me going, you live like a pig. You know what I mean? Like who wants, I don't need that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, that's always good. Well, hey, uh, with that, uh, I'm excited, John. I think that uh, I think it's time to switch to Kirk's Corner. I'm really excited to see what we got this week. Oh, yes, I, I'm because I've got a surprise for both of you in there, and it kind of fits with uh, everything that went on last week. So uh, here is Kirk's Corner uh, stream two. We... You should be able to see it in the Discord, potentially, if that's still working, Kirk. Yeah, is that a, is that it looks like a trophy filled with uh, it's either meatloaf or <laughs> fake dog poop. I think it's is it what what is that in the trophy? Those look like shoes. Like Those shoes? Muddy shoes. Oh, <laughs> oh, the Missouri muddy shoes. The Missouri muddy shoes. Those double A baseball team. Slightly offensive name. Still no glass of water on the table, just saying. Anyway, my demands were not met. The stool. But that is, that is a different tree. There's a, there's snow. All right. <laughs> nice. It's, it's we uh, got snow. There I you go. Did, I nice did add touch. snow because of the whole thing from last week. It has snowed, and it's supposed to snow again. So Before, before Kirk's Corner, I think we should apologize, because <laughs> I feel as though we jinxed everybody in the Denver metro area, because we all got pounded. Snow. Look, look, I stand. Look, the weather guy goes, "Hey, Friday's gonna be bad," and then Friday was not bad. It just got pushed back to Saturday, so that's what happened. <laughs> he was just a day. He was a day behind, essentially. 
Yeah, you're. Yeah, that's. <laughs> and then I got almost well, nothing. Take it away, Kirk. Let's see what you got this week. Okay. Well, I, I thought, uh, you know, the with the uh, the whole a year of a pandemic and these, you know, the 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 job market is kind of bad, so people are job hunting. So I thought I would, and I've had, I've had close, to, I've had over thirty jobs. I've had a lot of jobs. Some of them repeat jobs. So I've had a lot of interviews. So here's sort of some do's and don'ts, some sort of tips for when you're getting interviewed for your next job. Um, let me see. So the, the first thing right here is uh, you do uh, you do want to learn the name of the company you're interviewing for. OK, uh, you do not want to use the o- overuse the phrase badass motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> use only only when necessary. OK, don't sparingly first sprinkle it in. Don't 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 overuse that. Um, and you do you do want to know the job duties. Uh, you do not want to laugh at duty. Um, <laughs> that I see. I figured that would be a problem for Chris. Um, uh, and then just six words: bladder control, bladder control, <laughs> bladder control. Just the the moment you urinate in your own trousers, you're not getting. You might as well just leave at that point. Don't finish the interview. Um, couple other and yeah next time you're in an interview um let's see what else we got here um uh, hold on i got paper here there it is that's uh, you can hear the paper there it is. okay there we go uh when the answer to why did you leave your last job is not wouldn't you like to know don't that is not it's going to bring up more questions than it puts down, basically, you know, and uh, um, while you're in an interview, uh, your lifelong dream may be very well to meet the guys from Metallica, but come up with a more businessy answer. That's not what they want to hear. Um, and if, if you're 22 years old and they ask you, where do you see yourself in five years? Do not say 27. They're, <laughs> they're looking, there's a little, they want a little more of where you're going to be, you know, and uh, when they're asking you who referred you, don't reply your mom. They, that's, <laughs> it's not, it's just, it's somehow I don't see it going well at that point. Um, and just two more here. Let me see here. Um, all right. Th- this is actually, this is really the only one you want to hear. This is, this is the motto, the motto you need to remember for any job hunter. Uh, if you forget your pants, forget your chance. Okay, that's that's my words of wisdom. So that'll help you get a job in the future. You're welcome. That was some uh, great words to live by, Kirk. If you could uh, type those up and send them to me, so that because maybe next time I will get hired. You know, I was gonna say we are recording this. You can just listen to it back. Right. So you may have made some of those mistakes. You didn't even know those were mistakes, but now you, so, but the next time you won't say your mom, that did not. <laughs> it's such a good answer though. It, right. Exactly. You know, but you got to fight the urge. Look, you're trying to, you're trying to land a job. You're trying not to get a chuckle. So you got to just pick your battles, pick your joke battles. Well, Okay, next time I'll go in with your advice and see how it goes. It'll go better. It'll go better, trust me. Huh. Or just try and do the opposite and 
Well, there you go. That's an option, too. I, I don't think it would work, but it, it might be hilarious. <laughs> they might hire me just because of it. I'm just saying. They would hire you just to fire you. Like, look, we haven't fired some guy in a while. This guy seems like a jackass. Perfect. <laughs> At least be employed for a day. I think my shortest spit stint was two. I worked at a cabinet making factory and uh, I was still doing stand up and I was, it was like 10 hour days. And then I, I worked one day and then I did a comedy show. Then I ate a bag of popcorn and I had two beers and I passed out. And then I woke up the next day and I was like, I can't make it in. I'm exhausted. I can't. <laughs> like I, I called in exhausted. I was like two days. Like I just remember the second, like, how are you enjoying it? I'm like, I'm not, I'm, it's <laughs> not, I'm, it's not enjoyable. It's not for me. I was going to say, yeah, that's, I think I lasted a shift at Domino's. Ah. <laughs> Look, you can't say Domino's. If you say Domino's, I'm going to have to bring up the Noid. And if you don't know who the Noid is, you can Google him. He's worth, like, just don't avoid the Noid, everybody. If that's, <laughs> if, you, uh, that's, if I ever got a tattoo, that's what my tattoo would be. Just avoid the Noid is my mantra. We actually John, have, you just, you what's just that? Just whole can of worms that you didn't want to open. Thank you for that. And Kirk, thank you for your corner this week. Oh, you're welcome. So, oh. next up, I think we should uh, John, talk about briefly some more 3D printing oh. uh, stuff, just to yes. get everybody, you know, that's kind of one of our things. That's what we like to do. And uh, this week, I'm going to have John talk a little bit about resin printing, and then I will chime in with the difference between uh, filament printing, just to give you a little side-by-side, -side, you know, comparison of the two. And I will chime in with the asinine comments. I just realized how bad this webcam really is. Yeah, it's a little hard to see. It's like uh, a skeleton, uh, right? Uh, it's like uh, uh, that's kind of in frame. Um, so with resin printing, oh my, me... you need to moisturize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worst hand model ever. Anyway, not to nitpick, but anyway, boo. Sorry, with resin printing, it is a lot finer detail. It can print at um, much lower resolution. Um, not lower resolution, much higher resolution. That would be the correct term. Uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to multitask, and it's not working well. I, My daughter had to tell me I was muted when I was talking, and yes. Um, so it's much higher resolution it's a much finer detailed model um and so this is going to kind of oh that should work there we go um so now i have a much better picture on the screen and it's actually a good comparison um so the resin printed one is the gray one and um as you can see you can if you were to really look at it, you can see layer lines and um, the layers that it's printed in. 
but for the most part, it is a solid piece, and, or not solid piece, but it's, the lines are so thin and small that it is very hard to see, unlike with F, or regular filament printing, which uh, Chris can talk about. Yeah, so with the resin, it's essentially, it's a liquid that it gets dunked into and UV lights um, flash and harden the resin, which gives you a, a cleaner look when you're done with it. Uh, based on the picture that we have here, you can see uh, especially just the, the lines that, because with the filament printer, you actually have to print with supports because if you don't have any supports, the mouth hole and the eye holes, you'd never be able to print that because there's nothing to print on top of. And so the filament would just ooze down and your print would be jacked up right away. So, so it sort of helps frame the mold. Is that a way to say it? Am I close? Yeah. yeah. With, um, the, the only correction, Chris is although the eyes don't necessarily need support, the mouth absolutely does because of, the, the way it's overhanging, but the eyes should be fine printed. Well, but if, if you look at the picture, the eyes are a little jagged, whereas on the resin, the eyes are much cleaner. Well, so it's just a overall, it's a cleaner production. Uh, oh, absolutely. And... Now, with that, be with that being said, there is a, a place in a time for each specific use, uh, the resin isn't as functional for a screen door handle, whereas the, the filament works just fine for that because there's no definition. There's no, you don't care if it's clean or, you know, you can see the layer lines. But when you're trying to do like an action figure Ooh. or even something like this, the resin can be very... Uh, effective actually i was gonna say it depends because you know since i have the two right here the resin is actually stronger than the filament even though the filament is a little bit bigger in size and i think that's just down to how thin the walls are um because like you said how i completely spaced but yeah the resin is cured with a UV light, so it's although there is layer lines, um, they're just smaller, thinner, and it's a more dense. Uh, whereas with the filament, because of those layer lines, and you're just putting plastic on top of plastic, uh, certain areas can be prone to um, failure. Like, I can't find where on this it cracked, but there's some place on here it cracked. I'm assuming it's near one of the eyes. This actually, cause it looks like something you'd put a oh, candle no. in the middle of, and it would put put weird shadows on the wall. Here, like, let what me... is this actually for? Well, that's kind of what it was for. Okay, okay, that's what I thought. Um, so, to, to demonstrate what I'm talking about, let's see if my crappy webcam will work. Um, I found where it cracked. Uh, oop, again terrible hand model so right <laughs> there and that gives a good explanation like because it's just plastic on top of plastic 
it can fail in between these layers and break apart like that without too much um, issue. <clears throat> and the, the resin print is very cool and it's the only thing I don't care for with the resin print is it does take a little more uh, to get it going. I mean, you're, you have to fill a reservoir tank with resin. As opposed to changing filament. Yeah, and then you have to uh, clean the print. You have to clean the machine. Uh, and there is a certain amount of odor that comes from the resin. It's not that bad, but it, it I mean there's an odor to it well chris when you say clean the machine like am i like is there sort of like a alcohol solution or something somehow you can run through or like when you say clean like what do you guys mean so i'm guessing i'm more familiar than chris with this um basically it's just cleaning the tank because yeah and uh um i'm saying i'm way too often when you print, you have to get rid of the resin. Otherwise, it because it is UV reactive, you don't want to leave it sitting in the tank because just over time, if there's sunlight or anything that's getting through or getting in enough towards the resin, it's going to start solidifying little bits of the the, the resin. It would clog it up like uh, either an oil filter or like cholesterol. Like it just sort of gums up the arteries, slows well, stuff down. Kind of. I think that's what killed my wife's first resin printer was um, a chunk had gotten missed when we after we printed or a printed failed and we went to when we went to redo it it had pushed down onto that uh, piece of plastic and cracked the screen did and... you guys ever consider the butler <laughs> uh, I think the butler if there's a murder it's got to be the butler do you have a butler <laughs> No, no, we do okay, not have rule, a butler. Rule, all right, rule out the butler. We then. could blame the kids, but... <laughs> They're murdering at a seventh grade level. They're so advanced. <laughs> but yeah, and to go with what Chris was saying, yeah, cleaning and all of that stuff after the print's done is a lot more involved than just popping it off the bed and maybe wiping the bed down with some alcohol. Um because you do have to clean the part. Um, the resin, the resin that I use to print this is actually water washable, so it doesn't need alcohol to uh, get cleaned. Whereas some require both alcohol and water, or some combination of something to get them clean, and then you have to UV cure them even more just to make sure that they're finished. I, I know Chris's wife uh, demands alcohol to put up with him. To, uh, <laughs> so that's, I know that. Well, and I, I've seen actually a resin print. Uh, and the the thing, the more intricate it seems the print is, uh, the one that I saw actually was kind of bleeding the resin out for days. Like it wasn't fully cured inside and the resin was actually making its way out of the print. Yeah, and that's something that can happen uh especially with solid designs because if it's solid or if the object is solid without any holes or anything in it and you have it hollow to save resin inevitably there's going to be resin that gets trapped inside as it's being printed and the layers come down and it just yeah 
so I could definitely see that happening. Although with all the prints we've done, I we haven't had it happen. The uh, the cool thing is with the resin, though, is you can see. I mean, it is a much better looking print as far as quality is concerned. And if you're willing to put the time and effort in, that might be the way to go. Well, and the other thing to consider is speed. Um, so these both took about two hours to print. Now, so wait, both of those took the same time? Yes. Okay. But here's where it differs. I could have put... I could have filled up the... Because the, the downside is the on most resin printers, the build plate is smaller. But I could have put six of those, potentially put four to six of those on the same build plate and printed them all at the same time. It still would have taken two hours. With filament? No, no, with the resin. Oh, okay. So you're, you're talking about... There were about chocolate that. chips in them. <laughs> if you had a big enough build plate, you could put six of those because it's just light flashing. You would have the ability to go faster. Well, it's it's you're still going the same speed, but having multiples doesn't affect the speed. Whereas if you did with the filament, if I made, let's say, four of them. Um, so if I did four with resin, it would still take two hours. If I did four with filament, it would take eight hours. Just because it's with the filament, it's two hours per print. And it may be a little bit faster, but it would still be about four times as long as the initial print. Whereas with resin, you could load up as many as you can fit on that build plate and it will still take just the amount of, they will take the same amount of time that it took to print one. Right. If that makes any well, sense. It does. And it's, it's really kind of a, I don't want to say superior because I don't think it's necessarily superior, but it's definitely a different step above the filament printer. It definitely has its role. Um, and in honesty, it's more popular for D&D miniatures now than anything else. Um, just because it can get such a high level of detail that sure you can get with a, a filament printer. It's just, it's a lot more finicky. Well, that was our, oh, you know, we, we took a, <laughs> we took a little bit of a step there into uh, trying to explain a little bit of the difference between the two different types of printers. Cause we, you know, John uses a resin printer. I mainly stick with the filament oh. printer and we'll do a little bit more deep diving into that as we go. In uh, fairness, explaining. I don't use the resin printer. My wife does. Well, I've got a filament printer just like you. You've got a resin printer i do not own one so that was kind of my point, technically but... one and a half i need to fix these the one that broke potato, potato. So, so one has a bathroom one has a shower <laughs> one... <laughs> we got a half bath of resin. exactly we got a half bath that's an odd digital printer you got there i gotta say i didn't really you know i wasn't expecting to have to shower off after printing so I think with that, we should probably segue into our next topic, which is something I'm very excited about, especially in my line of work that might actually get there at some point. But I've been looking at these uh, exoskeletons is what they call them 
but really it's just mechanical or ro <clears throat> excuse me robotic exoskeletons or like additions to the user that allow you to uh, basically exert a lot less energy in the things that you do. I don't know if you guys have seen these at all. I, I saw it, and uh, I, I, you know what? I liked it the first time I saw it when it was called RoboCop. Okay? <laughs> Seriously, that's it's 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 sort of an exos. That's it's RoboCop esque. Yes, I could see that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> the uh, so the the one the big one is uh, they have a company Sarcos who does they call it which I'm excited about because of Destiny 2, they call it a Guardian. And it is a exosuit that looks like a robot battle armor kind of thing that you step into. And they say it can be donned in 30 seconds or so. But this thing apparently is very intuitive. You can move as you would normally move. It doesn't really hinder your ability to move, but it allows you, a normal person, to basically lift up to 200 pounds safely without any extra force or strain on the individual. See, and that's just crazy. Uh, especially since the microcontrollers and everything that goes into it is getting small enough that that's possible now i know it's amazing especially like this particular one i was looking at even has like a stumble control to where like it'll actually compensate if you were to like stumble like trip on a banana peel or something it would actually assist you in catching your balance again first of all you slip on a banana peel you don't <laughs> anyway anyway any that <laughs> Uh, I, I just think I read it'll do all of that, all of the thing it'll do, but uh, it'll do all of those things except it won't. If you start dancing the robot, it won't do it. <laughs> it just says no. It's you know? odd because you look, you're halfway, you're a robot, and it will. Nope, it's uh, cultural appropriation. Nope. <laughs> so, well, my big. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, when you said the stumble assist, my mind immediately went to adult airbags. Have you seen those? <laughs> I have not. They're... Aren't, they called, aren't they called babies? You just you put them on your chest, and, and if you <laughs> fall, you fall into baby. No, they're, it's like a fanny pack that um, if someone starts to fall, it deploys an airbag to prevent them from breaking their hips. It is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, a, I think most Americans have this giant big belly in front of them, so I think the belly will take the fall, so I think their hips are fine. You say that. I don't know how I feel about airbags for adults. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, because, like, the, 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 the parents that use the bumpers for their kids for bowling, I think they do this, you know, they to protect them from failure. I think they're trying to then, uh, they want to finagle the same thing to put bumpers on teenagers to cut down on uh, pregnancy. They'll just, they'll surround, they're constantly surround, they can't get to each other because they've got protective bumpers and they'll never accidentally knock somebody up in high school. 
Well, and so the the Sarcos brand they have the more electrical, like it's got batteries that it runs off of. And then there's another company called Suit X, and they are doing more mechanical assist devices that you wear. And from what I could see, they're relatively cool. They they don't seem to impede your movement. Like you would take some time to get used to having the thing on. But I feel like once you got used to it, you just would move around as normal. And they actually have three different models that you can choose from, like a, a shoulder, a back, and a leg model. And you can wear all three at the same time if you want to and kind of look like a robot. But uh, like the shoulder model would be for putting your arms up. Like if you were working over your head a lot, it would actually lock in place at a certain point so that you don't actually have to hold your arms up. Which is kind of nice because if you've ever had to hold your arms up, like trying to, you know, if you've ever been robbed at gunpoint, <laughs> at gunpoint, yes, <laughs> for an extended amount of time, <laughs> then you... it's a very long robbery. Speed it up! I got places. Just rob me already. <laughs> I got stuff to do. Um, but no, they like they said you know for if you're in construction and you have to hold things over your head for a certain amount of time, it really takes away all of the. Uh, fatigue and stress on your on your arms they have a back uh, which looks like a power lifting belt almost but it helps you uh, pick things up like it kind of takes away all the uh, I want to say like tension of having to rise back up and so lifting things that are a little heavier than what you're used to isn't as big of a deal because it's assisting you but the leg one that they have i thought was the coolest one for two reasons one because it works with a spring so as you crouch down it kind of as you step up as you go to get back up it kind of springs you back up which takes a lot of the strain out of your legs so if you're bending down or squatting down a lot for whatever reason you might not be nearly as tired as you would be if you did it all on your own which sounds a little lazy but i'm okay with that well, and it's just a natural progression because I think the majority of these weren't necessarily developed for the average person to improve their own abilities. It was for disabled people to be able to get back up to a level of normality, like the legs and stuff like that, to help people walk. And then, you know, once that got far enough along, then they started branching out into, um, you know, the more, I don't want to say capitalist, but the more. Uh, well, they, they certainly, the Sudex company does have the medical side where they have the pieces that are designed for people who might be needing medical assistance to move. But it looks like they did, like you said, they just moved into the. Well, uh, the commercial, that's the word I was looking for commercial side yes um and then that's look at the prosthetics that can be made nowadays i mean you could have hands that open and close just by you know flexing certain muscles in your arm or wrist or you know upper arm wrist neck and the technology's there where we're you know 
I'm guessing neither one of you played Cyberpunk, but we're heading slowly towards that. Well, it just the- as a somebody who like a manual labor job, I've done some like wearing one of these suits. Like it's a very robotic claw looking thing. Like my fear is you're out there wearing this robot suit and then you actually go to scratch your own nuts and then the robot hand <laughs> comes and castrates you. So that- can we at least discuss that? You know what I mean? You go to, you know, you're like, oh my, I got your castration right here, and now it's gone. Oh, <laughs> damn it. I got to get my nuts I'm, from the robot claw. I'm guessing that's in the liability waiver, Kirk. Yeah. Oh, that's already. When, you know what? When you sign up for iTunes and you click that box, it means it's okay for iTunes to do that to you. That's what you, that's, you gotta read the fine print, man. We can we can rip it. off your nuts at any point, and it's not our fault. Really, we're saving humanity. Oh, that's dark. Well, the one thing that really got me though, <laughs> the one thing that did get me though, it was really cool because I like to sit down a lot. the uh, The leg ones actually, when you squat down far enough they actually lock in place and become a chair. So the the mechanical part is locked in and you can actually sit on your, in the air basically. So it looks like you're kind of sitting on nothing and be perfectly fine. Just chilling there because the actual leg. That is is the worst burning, like in sport, like doing a wall sit uh, on the basketball team. Like that was torture. Like that with that thigh burn. So if you could do that, Without being in pain, that, that's a that's a big advance. So that's basically what I'm excited about. And I just kind of glimpsed these things and started looking at them. And I said, we're pretty close, man. This is an interesting look into how robotics is going to help us out in the near future. Well, I'm going to have robot <laughs> legs and I know how to use them. I mean, you've he's got seen... <laughs> he's got robot legs and he knows how to use them. All right, all right. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> as far as robotics or robots go they've been designing some massive ones that actually fight each other. Have you seen those? I have. And I'm not talking like battle bots where they're remote controlled. I'm talking about piloted uh, robotic suits that are massive. Well, they've got a whole section of those on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, what's not a, yeah, I was going to try and make a joke. It fell. I, I'm, I'm not the comedian here. <laughs> well, hey, I think time-wise, we should probably get into our favorite segment of Reddit React. Hopefully, you've got some stuff pulled up for us this week. I do, kind of. Oh yeah, and I, I am, I am reactive right now. I am, I'm like a, a nuclear thing. I am. Oh, it works. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to react. <clears throat> I was a second late on muting there. Um, so you can see everything, Kirk? Yep. And Chris? So this is a mixed media project. It is 3D printed, wood, and epoxy. And spray paint. <laughs> They're making a little dolphin. It's a little hammerhead shark. Well, and this is just to show, I mean, I granted this is the top project uh, of the week this week, but um, it's just kind of showing what is possible when you have 
got a bouncy thing. It's on a massage bed. <laughs> well, and in fairness, <laughs> it's gotta, it, well, after it's 3D printed, it's got to relax. Okay, <laughs> that's what that is, and, and it's got to get a little manicure. You got a little schmutz right there. We got to take a little. And then there's look, put on some slather, some jelly. You want to slather some jelly right there, and some mayonnaise, and then you're gonna want a poster in the toaster oven for about two seventy five. Nope, don't want to start over again. Let's see. But see, I they have a shark in there. That's pretty cool with the epoxy. Well, and see, it's not something that's like you could go out and buy a toy shark and do the exact same thing. That's what most people usually do. Um, just the fact, I mean, even look at the stands it's on. Those are 3D printed as well. There's also those a- are 3D printed like holders, like like that are like holding it up. Yeah, yeah, the red triangles are 3D printed as well. Is this like a – it looks like a wood block. Is that yeah. roughly – okay. It's like a 2x4. Uh, and it looks like they're going to need a bigger benchy. <laughs> Come on. The Shark Jaws reference. Well, uh, you know what? All right. All right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> So this is, uh, they're making a bubble machine. Okay, so we got some electronics in here. And a fan. Looks like a big Ferris wheel for bubbles. Yeah. Now, if those bubble were vaccinations, it would be better. But I don't think. <laughs> Just oh, go that's mean, Kirk. Just you bite a bubble, bite instead of getting a shot, bite a bubble, and then you're you're vaccinated. I know this is this one's weird, but he three D printed a um, a model of the tumor or colon cancer he had. (laughs) That that one's just weird. Things that I've seen three D printed colon tumor probably. God damn! Look, look, John. Can you like look? I I'd like to see I've... something I haven't seen before. Okay, who okay. hasn't seen a guy make a three D <laughs> printer design out of his colon cancer? Come on, it's 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 like Romeo and Juliet at this point. Who <laughs> hasn't heard this story? This is come on. <laughs> Well, the next one's pretty cool, actually. It looks like they're using a temperature-sensitive PLA, which I've never seen before. Oh, you haven't? No, which is interesting that I haven't seen it, but it's a ice scoop that he leaves sitting on some ice, and it changes color because it's it's temperature. The whole material changes. It's like a hyper-color shirt. Like you guys, I mean, yeah, that's what it's doing? Okay. Yeah, it's... Hmm. And they go from a most of them go from one color to hot. I'm guessing they've done the opposite where it's a um, color to cold. But yeah, it's did so someone did this on purpose. Yeah. It wasn't just a happy accident. No, no, no. The this color... is their goal. They wanted to. I'm going to make an ice scooper that changes colors to let people I mean... know. It's like it's like the Coors Light bottle that lets you know it's cold. Like Jesus, just your hand. God damn it! It doesn't. Yeah. No, it's not blue. This isn't cold enough. It's not blue. It looks like the uh, ice scoop is its own mood ring. Yeah, essentially. 
hey, it's cold in here. Get me out. Yeah, yeah Chris, you will like this one. Hey, yo. Oh, is it like Boba Fett? What is that? His and hers. Boba. I'm assuming it's... Well, I mean, this is my geek knowledge, but that's definitely one of the female, um, probably Sabine Wren's helmet that was modeled off of. Really intricate design on those yes. helmets, too. They are uh, full-size his and hers, like Star Wars helmets. Mandalorian. Mandalorian, sorry. And they have... Well, uh, still Star Wars. But, I know. But uh, very, very intricately designed. They have like some almost Celtic-looking uh, uh, tribal stuff in there that is really pretty cool. And it probably took a long time to print. Right. Yeah, and the, the No Fat Chicks sticker is surprising. <laughs> I was not... Go look at it on the website. It's right there. You can see it for yourself if you want to. Yeah, there wasn't too many things. This one was one of the ones that I did uh, did quite like. It's a uh, you keep it's keeping popcorns fresh. Uh, it looks like oats, but if you keep your oats in a plastic bag, this is for you. Well, I mean, or anything potentially cereal. I don't know how well cereal would work, but yeah, cereal comes with its own bag. This is yeah, oats. It's kind. Of... It's kind of like they printed an old school film canister and just put it on yeah. a bag, and they were like, "Here you go." Anybody who still eats oats is not young enough to be technically savvy to three D print that, <laughs> so it's not hitting its target demographic. Oh, it's a big old floppy disk of uh, doom. doom. <laughs> well, not only that, but it's also that's probably what a foot wide. Well, based off the aviator douche sunglasses, yeah, it's probably a one foot, one foot long. It is pretty cool, especially because yeah. it's Doom. But so there wasn't too much three D printed stuff, but I did want to show you something that is possible in Blender. Um, oh, please don't have sound. Uh, so this is a procedural landscape. I don't know if you're familiar with like Settlers of Catan or anything like that. Reminds me of the uh, first world in Zelda Link's Awakening for the, the Nintendo. Yeah, kind of. But the, the crazy part about this is it's all being done on the fly. So this isn't pre-modeled, and it's all using features that are coming up in Blender. I only wanted to, to shout that out because I am super excited for that. Because that's well, what I've been doing. Why wouldn't you be? Yeah. I'm just I'm going to throw this out there. <laughs> Anybody who's listening probably already knows, but that might be a little bit above my pay grade. I, I had to walk you through Tinkercad. I, I, yes, Blender's just a little bit above that. Tinkercat? What the hell is Tinkercat? This this is a thing. This is an adult. Come on, Tink. I had to walk you through Tinker. I'm fluent in Tinkercat, so I think I'm good for this job, this government job. This is a serious adult. I know Tinkercat. Um, <laughs> so Tinkercat is essentially it's how we 
how we um how I can build least, yeah how I can... built stuff to 3D print. This is 3D modeling software, Kirk. So it's kind of how you build a 3D model, which they can put in your 3D printer and print it. This is where you go to get the mod to make stuff. Yes, I was able to successfully make a square. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are what you make. Hey, oh, come on. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> he's not a he's not a hep cat. But I I know what Tinkercad is, so boom. Okay. I almost wanted to throw in a got him there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> your gotcha journalism, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that will wrap up our show. We have uh, run a little long, but so far we haven't cut out like last week, <laughs> which is pretty cool because that was a little weird, and I'm I think we got the bugs fixed. Oh. sure <laughs> i still have no idea what caused that but it doesn't matter like look this this show is going to end and uh, so there we we're better for it <laughs> next next week kirk will have a new screen name we are going to hold him to that he is contract Ooh. negotiated pins and have... needles everybody pins and <laughs> needles no what what's it going to be who knows it's, it's going to be pins and needles <laughs> Yes, pins and needles. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, <laughs> you got it. You know what? Next week, check the read the book. Check the podcast. It might be pins and needles. Um, this week after the show, we, me and John will actually be jumping into a co-op Halo stream. Uh, it's been a long time. I think I've played Halo like three times in its existence so should be entertaining kirk we do expect you to come over as well and drop some bombs in the chat for us chime and, in uh, with some smart as snipery i'll see what i can do and we hope to see everybody here next week same time same podcast station views relativity thanks for hanging out yeah have a good one